headmaster of this school, and you can call me Professor Nate. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Professor Tony. The bell has rung, and we expect each of you to be here with your pencils out and ready to learn. And no running through the halls. Stop throwing paper airplanes. Other school teachers screaming cliches at you and you. And don't forget, we need a parent's permission slip if you're going to go on the field trip to Dominaria that's coming up. I have most of them, but Connor, you need to get yours back to us ASAP, okay, man? In this lesson, we'll learn all about your professors and how their week went. Then on to casual upgrades, where we'll teach you about the best way to protect your deck. And then on to some alchemy changes. And then ending with some deck lists. Should be a good old classic Filthy Netdeckers class. I mean, um, episode. So, uh, do people still, uh, have their pencils out at school? I'm like, is, are, am I dating ourselves? Yeah, By they putting, use... like, the pencil... They, it's all iPads now, huh? It is at my son's school. It's all digital now, huh? Pretty much. I mean, there might be yeah. some pencils, but... Yeah, I'm literally writing that this morning, going, uh... Are we old? Is that, is that even a thing? You mean you didn't have iPads when you were in school? Like we no. did in Amesbury, we did. So you had you had iPads when you were in school, Tony. <laughs> yeah, of course. You Was know. your iPad a rock that you chiseled <laughs> on? I mean, I was in school when iPads were out, right? No, you you taught in a school when iPads were out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I graduated in '99, so I don't think even iPhones were out yet. So, um. I think it was 2009. No, 2007 was the first iPhone. Yeah. And then uh, 2011 was the iPad? I forget. Really? That long? Well, I didn't think it had been around that long. but The iPad? Oh, 10 yeah. years. Easy. Easily 10 years on the iPad. Easy. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway. Moving on. Filthy NetDeckers 101. Tony, please tell me you did something this week, because my week was kind of boring. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did stuff. I worked an awful lot. Memorial Day week is a rough day for the bread business. Why is uh, that? So many hamburger and hot dog rolls get sold. Uh, okay, alright. So, like, I was putting in, like, I don't know, 12-hour days at that, and then I worked three days at the Toy Soldier this week. Ooh. So there were some days when I was working 17 hours a day. Ouch. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> but then I had the whole weekend off, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. I went over to a friend's house. He had a pool party. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That was a good time. Um, that's really exciting happened there. You know, a big storm rolled in right around like 3 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. Great. So, but we all just went in his basement. He's got like a dartboard set up and a bunch mm-hmm. of things going on down there. And then Sunday I went to another party. That was more just a like a classy party, you know. Mm-hmm. We sit around a fire pit, just over overlooking his vast like ten acre backyard. Wow. Yeah. He's got it made, <laughs> that guy. He's got it made. <laughs> and then Monday was just kind of a relaxing day. I went around uh, Newburyport and just kind of walked along the water. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's been pretty quiet. I I hit diamond this week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You ended you ended the month in diamond. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm disappointed by that. I wish I had at least gotten into mythic. Tony, I started the month out platinum one. I played according to according platinum to one or platinum four. Started out platinum one. Oh, okay. Started out platinum one when the hmm. uh, season started. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Current season. Uh, let's see. Why'd you start at Platinum 1? Because that's what you start at? No, you start at 4 and go to 1. Uh, I started this season out the very bottom, Platinum... Alright, Platinum 4, you're right. Bottom is 4. Started out Platinum 4. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Okay. Played over 550 games in the season. Over 550, that's where it ends. Ended. Platinum 4. <laughs> I think it was just a bad month for us in general. Just, like, I got 
on a winning streak where I went from the bottom of Platinum 4 to Platinum 1 with 2 pips. That's the highest I got this month. And it was just one deck and you could just see the thing just go all the way up and then all the way back down. Just absolutely crashed. Hmm. Wow. Just couldn't couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, it was a rough month for me too. I don't know. I don't understand why. Like for the past two months, I've been top two hundred players in the world, and then this month, <laughs> you can't, can't break out of. Can't do I, it. Can't I even. Can't, can't even I, see it. I had so much issues through most of the month, but then at the end of the month, it started like getting back on track. So yeah, no, it's okay. mine never did. My magic this month was just. Uh, I I even counted. I played thirty two different decks. Wow. Wow. That is an awful lot. Correct. 32 different decks, and maybe four of them had a positive win rate. Now, did you know going into it that they were going to be um, like bad decks, or did you think they had a chance of being good? If I think it's a bad deck, why would I play it, Tony? Because they look fun. You do have a good point. There are definitely some decks I kept playing. I definitely have a... Let's find it. 12 and 23 win rate. There you go. 12 and 23 because it just looked fun. Yeah, most of the ones I've been playing like that, I just played in the unranked. Just play. Just because I I can at least win that way. 6 and 16, and the only reason why I kept playing it in ranked was because I was at the bottom of platinum, and each time I lost, it did not matter. I found a, a, what I thought was going to be a fun deck, and it just basically regurgitates a bunch of, like, instants and sorceries in uh, Explorer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and five. <laughs> in the play queue. Oh, oh. So I'm like, yeah, this deck is just, just bad. But... All right, well, th- this is all deck lists that we it's should true. say for the deck list portion. Oh. I was just we've like kind talking. Of, yeah, we kind of seeped our uh, FND 101 into talking about deck lists. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Okay. Let's get us back on track. Okay. All right. Casual upgrades time? Casual upgrades. So Nate did all of the intros and everything for this episode today. So if you enjoy it, let him know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this you, was all me. Yeah. I, I'll admit, when if it's you don't bad, like it's it, me too. Also let him know. Yeah, let me know whether it's bad or good. It, it's fine. You're so going to hear week. so much praise, like, oh my god, it's so much better than normal. And then you're going to have to write it. I'm going to make 20 different <laughs> like accounts. As long as you get so them to good. sign up for our Patreon, I'm good with it. No, 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 no. It'll just be random Twitter accounts twitting you. Twitting me? <laughs> They're twitting me. I've told you. I've been too tired, man. Okay, anyway. Casual upgrades this week. So this week's casual upgrade is probably... One of the very first upgrades most players do, but I still feel like we need to talk about it. It's simply to sleeve your deck. That's a good one. No love without the glove. Please, for the love of magic, spend the extra ten bucks on a pack of sleeves. Protect your cards. Protect your investment. You don't know what person's going to come and spill a drink on your table. I've seen it happen. I've seen promo reliquary towers destroyed. From just reaching across the table to catch a card and the elbow hit a layer, hit a cup, and now someone's board state was flooded. So, two things about that. One, you should never have an uncapped beverage on oh, the table. Never. 100%. We, like, we changed the rules of beverages at the table after that happened. Don't put worry. Put it on the floor. It's not a big deal. If it falls on the floor, you can clean mm-hmm. it up. It's a very simple cleanup if you spill a drink on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, people will still be upset with you, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with the whole, um, the sleeves, it's not just to protect your cards, though. It makes shuffling infinitely easier. And, like, I, whenever I play against someone in draft and they don't sleeve their deck, they get mana clumps so bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is because you didn't sleeve it and it's harder to shuffle. You didn't properly shuffle your deck. The other good thing about sleeves is they also make it so that you, uh, with uh, the double-faced cards, you don't have to put a 
checklist card into your deck instead, depending well, on how opaque the sleeves are. Make sure you can't see the back. Yep. Correct. Depending on how opaque the sleeves are. And it stops you from, you know, if you've got a nick on the back of a card, if you have something on a card that gives away what the card is because it's a little damaged or something like that, it still makes it so you can use that card. So what do you also suggest if a sleeves have been on your deck for a year? Buy new sleeves. I just bought new sleeves for my commander deck because one of the sleeves broke. One sleeve just snapped down the side, unfortunately, as I was shuffling it. And then the next two times I went to play that deck, every time I shuffled it, I found that Tamiyo in my deck every time. Mm -hmm. Because that was, and I'm like, all right, I got to buy new sleeves. It's 10 bucks, but resleeved the entire deck. And it's really easy to sleeve a double-sleeved deck. It's really easy to unsleeve a double-sleeved deck because my commander deck is double-sleeved. But when you re-sleeve it, that thing gets so much thicker because there is so much air in between all of those cards. It takes a while for that air to go away. Uh Uh-huh. And and it isn't just put it in the deck box and the air will go away. You need to use those cards. It's the only way to make that air actually get out of there is to actually use those cards. Shuffle it, draw it, play it. Uh, so we've got a whole bunch of um, alchemy changes coming. Alchemy changes? we got a whole new alchemy set. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, I haven't seen if they're going to rebalance anything. Have you seen anything about that yet? I have heard nothing about rebalances, no. Okay. So if all we have is some of the new cards, we got 30 new cards. We, we do have 30 new cards. Um, along with these 30 new cards, did you hear that they're going to be doing a draft format? That is for the next one. That's not for this. This is it's for Baldur's Gate. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah. You sure? Um, for this one, they might. They're doing a small event where it's a regular draft with one of the packs being one of these packs. Gotcha. I thought it. I was under the assumption. Now again, they clearly do not say very well how this stuff works or you know two people who are very much in the know in podcast about this would know better these answers um i could have sworn that these packs but what unless they're all these packs but i thought it was going to be you got one card from these packs in a draft format with new capenna it was like a new Capenna draft, but one of your cards was going to be a card from here. Which would be a normal... Yeah, I guess. Maybe maybe it's one for each pack. Could be. that. But I don't know. I don't even draft, so it's not something I pay attention to, because I could care less. Yeah. I know the Baldur's Gate one is... They have their own full set that should be draft That is going to be draftable. Mm-hmm. But, and again, we have really no information about that either, huh? No, we don't know what's going to be in that set yet. We have, we've got no idea what's going to be in that set. Because like you said, you wanted to do a top 10 list for Baldur's Gate, which is great and everything, but it's not coming to Arena, so... Yeah, but we're not just an Arena podcast. I know, but I, don't, I, won't, I won't play most of the cards in that set. I won't. I won't end up even seeing half of them. True. Where at least if it's on Arena, I'll end up playing it because it's on Arena. Yeah, no problem. We can do whatever. Yeah. Easy peasy. So out of these cards, what pops out to you? What do you like here? I mean, there's a lot of different good ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know what's in some of these spell books without going through everything. So, Well, if you click on the card, it will uh, open up and show you what cards are in the spell book. Interesting. Interesting. Let's check out the Celestial Vault. Cards in the spell book. Oh, it's got some good angels in it. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, right? Oh, it's got some really good angels. Wow. Yeah, this card... Uh, so we'll just start with uh, Celestial Vault. And then it has the 1-1 one, one flying angel for one mana. <laughs> it's got some really good angels, and then it's got an angel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it... it the card seems okay, but no, I don't so think it's, it's going to be in a deck. It's one and a white for an artifact. Pay a white, tap it. Draft a card from Celestial Vault's spellbook and exile it face down. 
So you're going to choose a card and you're going to like put it in the vault. You're going to choose an angel and put the angel in the vault. Then you pay one, sack the vault, put each card exiled with Celestial Vault into your hand. Yeah. And so you're not actually drafting the cards into your to hand. hand. It's yeah. taking, it's going to take you a bit to get all of these angels into your hand. And like I said, if they were all bomb angels, maybe. But like, Emancipation Angel? Is that going to be helpful? Probably not. The, you uh, never know. It, it, it might be. It might be. I mean, at least it's just going to your hand. It doesn't go into play either, so... Yeah. You can it's use got it whenever. En Enduring Angel's pretty good. You know, Angel of Invention's pretty good. Resplendent Angel, Righteous Valkyrie. Some of these are really good angels. And then you and each get, time like, you're going to get one of three, so... Yeah, you're going to get a choice. So you're not only going to get stuck with the one mana, one one. Mm-hmm. Even if you get the two mana, one three, that's, that's a fine yeah. one. Yeah, Youthful Valkyrie in yeah. a deck where clearly... Clearly, this is going in an angel's deck, so... Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. That's... It's not a terrible card, but like you said, definitely not going to see competitive play or anything like that. I can't imagine it be, seeing competitive play. Do you know what I think will see competitive play? Pass the torch. I, I, I don't know how this card does not get played in all the red decks. One in a red, instant. Pass the torch deals two damage to... Any target. You know how much I love hitting face with cards. So that two damage. True. And this is the same mana cost as Stomp. But Stomp is really good because it has a creature attached to it. So this better have something good attached to it. This says, choose a creature card in your hand. It perpetually gains. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may cast target card named Pass the Torch from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If you do, this creature perpetually loses this ability. <laughs> so it's going to deal two damage. Your mm -hmm. another creature in your hand is going to deal damage and allow you to recast this. And then you're going to put that on another creature in your hand. And then when they deal damage, you're going to recast. It's, it's called Pass the Torch. It's a great name. It's great flavor. I love it. See, I, don't, I don't see this as a good card. No? No, because how often are you going to have, like, creatures in your hand to gain this ability in a red like, deck? over and over and over again? You're going to get at least two or three off of it. <sighs> and then you're going to pay the two mana to do this? There's, wouldn't you rather have a three damage spell instead? Um, you're you're going to pay past the torch from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. Okay, without it paying its mana cost. Okay. So you hold up. You hold up a hasty creature, deal the two damage. Next turn, yeah. hasty creature comes in, deals two damage. I can see it. I can just see it working. I will definitely be trying it. Okay. I'll let you try it and see what happens. Well, it would probably fail for you anyway. <laughs> it probably would, because I'm not a red Correct. guy, you know. Oh, man. What else in here do you like? Yeah, as I'm just like <laughs> reading all these things, um, I do like Choice of Fortunes. It's an uncommon. Two and a blue. Seek two cards. Uh, <laughs> you, may you may shuffle them into your library. If you do, seek two cards. You have no maximum <laughs> hand size for the rest of the game. Essentially, draw two. Did you like those two cards? Nah. Draw two more. You get two yeah. more. I like the, you know, the second chance. Yeah. I, like I, mean, I don't know if it's going to be great, but it'd be better if it was an instant. Mm -hmm. But no maximum hand size might help, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I also, I'm a huge fan of just the name of this card and what this card does. Giant Regrowth. It's so, the card Regrowth <laughs> and the card Giant Growth glued together. <laughs> yes, it is. Return a card from your graveyard to your hand. Is it a creature? It'll get plus three, plus three forever. I love... I, I just love it. I really do. And, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a cost. card that can go anywhere. The mana cost is both cards together. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's just... 
that card was made for you and me, Tony. They're like, people, Nate and Tony, the Filthy Net Deckers podcast, they're going to love this. <laughs> yeah, it does fit with both of our play styles, too, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I definitely we would like both, that card. We would both play that card, too. That's the, oh, yeah. We would both run that card in a deck, 100%. Yep. I don't know about four of them, but I would definitely play that card in mm-hmm. the deck. Mm-hmm. So this one's super exciting, I think. Um, Arming Gala. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Three green and a white. At the beginning of your end step, creatures you control, and creature cards in your hand, and in your library, and in your graveyard, <laughs> perpetually get plus one, plus one. Do you own a creature? It gets plus one, plus one. <laughs> Except unless it's exiled. We don't like those exiled Oh, guys. that's true. I didn't even think about those, the cards that were those exiled. Those exiled cards, they don't get plus one, plus one. But everything else gets plus one, plus one. Basically, if it is still in the game, anywhere <laughs> possible. If you put it into your deck to begin the day. Did, did you bring it with you? It gets plus one, plus one. Um, the cards in my sideboard don't get plus one, plus one either. Ah, oh, side, man. The, the sideboard in exile, they're not going to be armed, but everyone else. <laughs> uh, this guy's just going to just got a gun in his hand, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Those are definitely all guns. Okay, sure. I all thought right. we weren't doing guns in Magic. Yeah, I, that that's why I brought it up. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be like that. Looks like a guitar. Yeah, I understand, but it's, but it's a guitar yeah, gun. No. Clearly, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're definitely grabbing Halo, which is not a drug. Not a drug at all. No, and it's not no. an alcoholic beverage. Do no, not serve no. it in an alcoholic beverage drink. I mean, you can smoke it or drink it, but it's, it's certainly it's not, not drugs It's or not a drug or an alcohol. <laughs> that all these criminals are, like, <laughs> going crazy over. Yeah. No, no, no. It's none of that stuff. Tamio takes it and makes her lethargic and, and uh, nostalgic, but it's not... It's not... All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, this card I can see... I can see doing some fun with. Cabaretti Revels. One red and a green for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a creature spell, seek a creature with lesser mana value and put it on the battlefield. Oh, that's awesome. That is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to want to put a mix of, like, questing beasts along with, like, yep. uh, uh, what's the the hybrid green-red 2-2 two, two that makes two mana? Burning Street Shaman. Burning Tree Emissary. Burning Tree burning Emissary, that's what it burning is. St- burning <laughs> Street Shaman. That was close. You were close. Wrong, but close. I think it's a shaman, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a human shaman. Yeah, see? See, see, see? So, and then you can cast, like, a, a Robber of the Bridge off it, and then get another one mana spell. Mm-hmm. Then you got four creatures for four mana. Well, when you seek, you you will just get one of lesser value. Hopefully, it will be your uh, two drop there. Right, right, right. Because it, just because it's it just says seek a creature of lesser mana value, and you know you get no control over seeking. It will just give you something. So, yeah, but you, in my mind, hopefully, getting... you don't just get your one one there. Now, in my mind, we're getting like twelve power mm-hmm. for four mana. That's gonna mm-hmm. be great. Okay. And I'm the one who lives in Magical Christmas Land. <laughs> uh, so the one we were talking about precast on the mm-hmm. uh, the pre-show. Uh, this card, we, we, we talked a lot about it. Uh, Menagerie Curator. One and a green for a 1-3. Mm-hmm. Tap it to add one mana of any one color. Spend this mana to only cast a creature spell. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, we've seen a lot of these cards before. But it's got a cool second ability. Whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature card in your library, draw a card. Hmm. So you're going to have to really build your deck around this. See, the tough part is, let's look at some creatures. This devil citizen here? I wouldn't citizen. run it. No, you can't. It's a citizen, because this is a citizen. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Gargoyle Demon, alright, but then I'm not running any other Gargoyles or any other Demons. Human Rogue, can't run it because this is a human. <laughs> angel, Angel's angel. there oh, you go. Angel, we can run a singular Angel, find you the best Angel you want to be running within your, you know, green deck. Your green and whatever other colors you're going to mix with this. It's got to be a very, very, but very... You know what, you know what the, it's a Menagerie. 
cured. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think of all the animals. And a lot of the animals are just what they are. Like, it would just be a dog, just be a cat, just be a rhino, just be a crocodile. Sure. So okay. it's just going to be a bunch of animals, so you can play your animal deck. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I think this card's cool, and... You're right. This is just crocodile. This is a rhino warrior. This is a cat citizen, but... Mm. Well, yeah. Cat warrior. Vampire assassin. Viachino. I don't know. I think there's enough things you can do to play around with this to make it okay. Wrong. This card's just bad. It seems good. It seems good, but... Is it a trap? Is it a trap card? Yes. Admiral Akbar, 100% screaming (laughs) at you. Luckily, it's just an uncommon, so I got plenty of those wild cards. Exactly. Exactly. Any other ones here that stick out to you, Tony? Um, I uh, Bank Job seems like an extra good card, too. Bank Job is one black and a red. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the bottom creature card of your library. You may cast that card this turn. At the beginning of the next end step, if that card is still exiled, put it into your graveyard and create a treasure token. Huh. So, it's basically just draw a card every turn, and it's going to be a creature every turn. It's basically draw a creature card every turn. Yeah. And that just seems good to me. Do you not like the creature? Now it's a token. Now it's a uh, treasure. And really, the only time I think you're going to do that is if uh, it costs too much, or you have Mm -hmm. really something better else to do, but... You're probably... That's going to be your best option most turns. And if it's the bottom card of your library, it's not stopping you from drawing or anything like that it's being exiled it is being exiled so it doesn't affect your hand size and then if it's still there it's going to go into your graveyard which is always a helpful thing yes yep yeah this card just seems really really good to me yeah it seems everything every part of it only seems like an upside like i want to see this with um like dreadhorde butcher and other cheap creatures knight of the ebon legion maybe in that mm-hmm. style deck with like the aggro black deck yeah that's a good way to get extra card draw in those decks that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah because oftentimes you just run out of uh cards and a lot of times you want those creatures you're looking for a dreadhorde butcher for that deck to work and yep. this is a good way to Find those through your deck of a whole bunch of spells for Dreadhorde Butcher to pull out of the graveyard and play. At least this is always going to be pulling you a creature. Yeah. What's yep, the look? Yep, yep. Oh no, I I said Dreadhorde Butcher, but that's not the card I was thinking of. I don't think. I was thinking of the black Dreadhorde red. Arcanist. No, that's the one you're thinking of. Dreadhorde. What's the black red haste one one? one. When it deals damage, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. That's Dreadhorde Butcher. I was thinking Dreadhorde Arcanist. Okay. Dreadhorde Butcher. Okay, sounds good. I'm like, maybe I, I just did it wrong. Card. I mean, like, you're probably right. but No, nope. you gave me the look, and I'm like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> no, I just assumed that time I did. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was me this time. <clears throat> um, yeah, they should else? be available on Arena June 2nd, tomorrow. Oh, so yeah. right now. So when this, if you're listening to this, it's probably out. So you're saying you're not going to edit today, is what um, is what I'm hearing. I'm saying you're probably not going <laughs> to listen to it today. Mm, that is true. I will not be listening to this today. But yeah, I'm excited for this uh, format. I think this will be good. This this will really jumpstart alchemy. I think a little bit change yeah. things up. Yeah. I don't think alchemy is going to see much of a change up until the next set. Oh, that, the next you know, set's going to be crazy for it. The, the alchemy set, but I'm excited to see what goes, what they actually put into that. Right now, for me, alchemy doesn't seem much different than standard. No. So, I, I, I'm thinking this is going to switch things up a little bit. Yeah. Hoping. Good. I hope it does as well. Yeah. Uh, we get some deck lists. Yeah, we do. I mean, we kind of already talked about deck lists. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we didn't. We, did. we didn't go deep. 
No, we, 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 I can definitely go deep this week because I played a lot. Yeah, literally, I played 32 decks trying to make, trying to get out of platinum this month. And where does it say oh, how many decks, or did you just count them? Counted. Okay. Because I'm just looking at only the previous season because I can look at that now. And well, I played ooh, 40, 10 decks in the past week in ranked. 45% win rate this month. 45%? That is bad. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, of course, I'm at 47%, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there's a reason why we didn't make Mythic, huh? Oh, no. De- I, 100%. <laughs> no. I just, I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't like a lot of the decks that were around right now. Agreed. The decks and... I liked did not work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Connor gave us a fun deck, um, and I was playing that one for fun. Which one, but... which deck is it that Connor gave us? Um, it's the plus one, plus one counter deck, uh, green, white. Yes. 12 and 23 with a 34% win rate. It was a lot of fun. I wanted to get that deck to work. Yeah. I I played it for two hours and 40 minutes of game time. (laughs) That's how much I played this deck. I wanted it to work so bad. Connor, I tried, man. Not only did I try, Connor, I gave you a shout out in the freaking intro, dude. All right, so let's let's just go over this deck since we both played it. Yeah, uh, it's got four four stone coil serpent, three star pupil, four hardened scales, which is really what makes the deck. Yeah, if you have hardened 100%. scales, you might actually win the game. Mm-hmm. Three ochre jelly. This card, which is the which is the other card that if you pair it with um, hardened scales, is impossible to get rid of. Man, I never had this card do a single thing for me. What? Dude, you get it into play with hardened scales, they kill it, it comes back. They kill it, it comes back. They kill it, it comes back. They exiled it every time, or they just beat me after I cast it. Yeah, no. Th- or they, this just, card... they just took the four damage every turn. I, I, I did a lot with this card. Uh, three Servant of the Scale. Three Swarm Chandler. Three Luxor Giada's Gift. Oh, this might also be a little different than yours, because I changed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I put two ozoliths in here. Yeah, I don't the have ozolith, but yeah, he but I can that see that there. being amazing in this deck. It, yeah. it, that was amazing. Uh, four Luminarch Aspirant, three Basri Ket, mm-hmm. three Vivian Arcbow Ranger, two Ajani, the Great Hearted, one Elspeth Resplendent, and then some lands. You you took out lands to add that then, huh? Oh my god, yes, yes, I did because I was always getting flooded because everything. I think I got flooded a lot with this deck. Yeah, too, I did. I, you I removed a everything. Forest. Everything you've said is exactly what I have here. So yeah, yeah, that's what it says. Is um, I did that, but I don't know. Uh, I, like I, I did said, not I, do well with this deck. I tried. I literally one and five, oh and five, three and oh, and I'm like, ooh, three and oh, this is good. Two and two, six and nine, oh and two. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Star Pupil was a good card. Um, Star Pupil was a very good card. Servant of the Scales is kind of the same card. Not really, but kind of. Mm-hmm. You move most of the counters. You know, the good thing about Star Pupil is if you manage to put one of the counters from Elspeth on it, then good. You're you're very happy about that. Yeah. You know, no, I liked those... I liked it with the Ozolith, both of those cards, because mm-hmm. they're putting a plus one plus encounter not only on another creature, but also on the Ozolith. Ooh, nice. And then yep. you can move them from the Ozolith over. Yeah. I might take two cards out of this and play this again with the Ozolith. Because okay. it was yeah. fun. I did again, I went twelve and twenty-three. I certainly did not pay, play this deck for two hours and forty minutes because I hated my life while I did it. <laughs> no, no, no. I had a great time with it. I only played 10 games of it. I went 4 and 6, but yeah. Yeah, I just I'm like, come on, it could do The only time it did really good was against Mono Red. I went 5 and 3 against Mono Red with a 63% win rate. I went 2 and 0 against Mono Black. Yeah, I did not play a Mono Black deck. <laughs> That's funny. But this was, and Connor, thank you for the deck. Thank you for sharing it with us, because clearly we both enjoyed playing it. Yeah, 100% did. It was but, a lot of fun. But damn, did it not work. 
Like you said, you got hardened scales. I got two hardened scales in play, and then the, like the third turn, I played like two spells, and my opponent scooped. Like that okay. makes sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, too. I, I get you. I get you, opponent. <clears throat> Did you ever put Luxior onto one of the walkers and then go crazy with it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never really went crazy with that. I definitely put it on a planeswalker and was able to attack in with a bunch, but yeah. it just didn't seem strong enough. It doesn't seem strong, but it is fun. Putting it on Elspeth and then put it, giving Elspeth a plus one, plus one counter and flying is great. Yep. Giving it vigilance after that and another plus one, plus one counter because just plus one her gives her like plus four, right? It's crazy how much her plus one gives her. You you want to hear a fun little combo in this deck that yeah so with the Ozolith because the Ozolith does fun things mm-hmm. with um, Lexior on a Planeswalker when You're that Planeswalker the dies loyalty counters loyalty counters can be switched over to another Planeswalker oh my god <laughs> to ultimate like instantaneously it's awesome wow. Yeah. Because you're gonna make, you're gonna play the other walker, turn it into a creature. Your combat step, you're gonna move all of the counters from Ozolith onto it. Oh look, now it has so many more loyalty counters. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's disgusting. And then it gets plus one plus one for every counter on there, and that includes the loyalty counters plus the other plus one plus. One. Mm-hmm. It gets out of control. That's nuts. But, yep. Absolutely nuts. All right, yeah. All right, I'll go. I'll be adding in two Ozoliths and trying this deck out again. Okay, sounds good. What's your next deck? Um. Well, let's see. What do we want to talk good about? Something good or something bad? You can talk about whatever you want to talk about, my man. I know. I don't know what I want to talk about. That's the problem. Okay. okay. Um. Well. I have a deck here. This is a good one. This is... St- you know what? We won't talk about this one. We've got to... <laughs> no, no. I've got a different deck, but I think it's technically this season. And not last season. Okay. Correct. This one... Yeah. This one is called... Double... Double Speed Hyper Aggro. That was the name of this deck as I found it. It was Boros Double Speed Hyper Aggro. It runs two Chaplain of Alms, three Homestead Courage, two Lunar, uh, four Lunark Veteran, three Play with Fire, four Illuminator Virtuo- Virtuoso. Yeah, Familiar yep. with this? Oh, yeah. The 1 1 double strike that uh, combines. Connives. Connives. There we go. That's the word. That connives. Uh, th- this card alone is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, four Voice of the Blessed. Three Runamuck. Familiar with Runamuck? Plus three, plus three and trample. Target attacking creature. Needs to be attacking for whatever reason. I don't know. Three Righteous Valkyrie. Four Angel Fire Ignition. Four venerable war singer familiar with this one venerable war singer um i remember the card but i don't know what it does three mana one red white for a three three spirit cleric vigilance trample whenever it deals combat damage to a player you may return target creature card with mana value x or less from your graveyard to the battlefield where x is the amount of damage it dealt to that player okay so it's bringing back uh cards Two Blade Historian and one Hoffrey Ghost Forge. Spirit you control, get plus one, plus one, and have Trample and Haste. And whenever a non-token creature you control dies, exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit in addition to its other types, and has, when it leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to your graveyard. Hmm. Um, yeah, this is literally play the Virtuoso and give it run amok and kill people with it. I'm surprised, like, did you try the blue-white version of this deck? I have not seen a blue-white version of this oh deck. Oh my now. god, This it, it's everywhere right now with yeah. Symmetry Sage. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have seen it. I mean, like, god, mm-hmm. th- that deck beats me all the time. Yeah. And I just haven't played it, but I've 
I probably the, should because it seems really strong. Turn two, I played the Illuminate, the Illuminator Virtuoso. Turn three, I play Homestead Courage on it. Put a pl- put two plus one plus one counters on it. Give it vigilance. Play it again from the graveyard, giving it two more plus one plus one counters and vigilance. Play use my third mana to play with fire to kill their creature and hit them for ten. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it was absolutely disgusting. That is, I'm currently six and three with the deck, and that's how I win. Like, any game I've won, it's been because of that. Or I play the uh, Illuminator Virtuoso on turn two, and then turn three, I Angel Fire Ignition. And yeah, that'll that'll win you games too. Just having a four-four Vigilance Trample Lifelink Double Strike Haste (laughs) Indestructible Creature for a turn. And yep. then you, those counters remain, so they're still staring down at 10 more damage at coming at them in the next turn. Yeah, the uh, the blue-white version also runs Slip Out the Back. Ooh, nice. So on turn two, you um, play your Illuminati, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then turn three, you Illuminati. do the Illuminati. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> um, That's You funny. give it the plus one, plus one with the Homestead Courage connive do it again connive and then leave one blue open in case you want to try to kill it the next turn mm-hmm. and then you just slip out the back giving it a plus one plus encounter plus targeting it conniving again and, and it's protected and it's protected mm-hmm. and it is stupid i don't like playing against that deck sounds pretty stupid yes mm-hmm. um yeah seems like a good deck uh I've been playing a lot of Enchantress recently again. Yeah, I know, myself, I know how much you love that deck. I do. Um, this time I, I, um, I got a new version of it. I'm like, you know what, maybe maybe I just need to be playing that. And this one has one Rest in Peace for Destiny Spinner, four Sanctum Weaver, four Sterling Grove, two, or, uh, four Sithis, two Banishing Light, two Borrowed Time, four Nine Lives, four Solemnity, four Enchantress's Presence, Two Leyline of Sanctity, the other one doesn't have that. I've had people scoop to this immediately. Well, they can't target you, and that, their whole point is to target you. Yeah, you assume like they have uh, like a lot of Thought Seizes and, mm-hmm. or Mono Red, and they just can't mm-hmm. burn me. So I have played this and just won the game by playing the Leyline, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Sigil of the Empty Throne, one Approach of the Second Sun. Um, with it, I've got a 61% win rate. Nice. 35 and 22. I played it for almost five hours. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, things I like about this deck, again, the ley line, I think is a really good addition to it. And this one has an extra Sterling Grove that I didn't play before. I think I only had three. Okay. To help me get rest in pieces, which is very important. Yeah. In this Absolutely. Form, in historic right now. Um, it doesn't have the Gauntlets of Power, Gauntlets of Light. It's that that gives card. you Gauntlets of Light, the one that gives you the unlimited mana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have that, which I, I think I would like. I love that so much. Yeah, me too. So I'm thinking maybe take out one of the Banishing Lights or Borrowed Times in order mm-hmm. to add that into the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, like, uh, the number one deck I've played against is Blue and Red. Mm-hmm. And it's 10 and 1 against them. Oh, nice. Yeah, and Mono Red, it's 6-3, and three, which is the number two deck that I played against. So if I'm playing 20 games and I can win 16 of them, mm-hmm. I like that. All my then, bad then matches Then why didn't are you the... make Mythic? Um, because I only played it for five hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't play it all month long. I've only played 57 games with it. Wow. Yeah, I know. Just not playing enough magic is what it is. But I, I've enjoyed this deck again, but I I like that style. Mm-hmm. I like to feel all comfortable with the nine lives and solemnity. Mm-hmm. Like you're a like blanket sitting behind that, and then yes. and then they play farewell, and you're like, well, well, when they when I'm playing against a deck like that, I won't play my nine lives. Yeah. If I see them playing a blue-white control deck, I'm like, no, that's not coming out. I hear ya. Mm-hmm. I played 
two different Grease Fang decks, Esper and um and what's the other one? Mardu. And neither one just felt great. Okay. You know, every single time it was like you uh the Esper one was interesting because it also ran, like, Ledger Shredder. Yep, yeah, that seems good. And, um, Rafine the... Rafine Scheming Shear. <laughs> okay. And, uh, so even if... Even if you didn't get the combo, you still get a couple of really good creatures that are helping you try to find that combo. And even if you don't find the combo, they're like, oh, you've got a Ledger Shredder and a Rafini. I need to get rid of those. I need to deal with those. Your opponent is trying to deal with that while you're still trying to set up your combo. But 14 and 18 with the deck. Ooh, that's not good. No, but it was like the first time I played it, I went 10 and 4. Oh, wow. I'm like, wow, that seems really good. The next time I play it, 4 and 13. I would not have continued playing at that point. Um, it was loss, win, loss, 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 win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, 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 loss. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My biggest loss deck of this week. Okay. <clears throat> I did not win a single game with this deck. I played eight games with it. <laughs> <laughs> so five were in unranked and three were in ranked. Because I was in ranked and went, nope, I have to try this in unranked. And when it still didn't work, set fire to the deck. No, I think I still have it in my collection. <laughs> Ow! Those decks, I like. I'm like, no, I don't even want to look at you anymore. <laughs> Bye. So I don't. Know, I just I kept thinking like, this deck is gonna do something. This deck is gonna do something, but it didn't. It's a Revenge of the Ravens deck. I don't even know what that is. Hmm, okay. So, uh, first of all, it has three Erebos' Intervention. Okay. Do you know what that one is? It oh, yeah. Exiles cards from graveyards, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Fateful Absence. Three Revitalize. Two Dovin's Veto. Three Faithful Mending. That's the blue-white. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're Esper Control right now, right? We're certainly Esper. <laughs> 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 I mean, it is slight, it is controlling, yes. Uh, three Vanishing Verse, one Clear the Mind, which is very important in this deck, because you will draw your whole library almost, sometimes. Uh, okay. Four, Discover the Impossible. Do you know what this card is? Vaguely. Two and a blue, look at the top five cards of your library. Exile one of them face down and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost if it's an instant spell with mana value two or less. If you don't put that card into your hand. Okay. Which is good to grab a Dovin's Veto or a Vanishing Verse if you have to. Mm-hmm. Or even a Faithful Mending to try to find your Dovin's Veto. Yep. Um, it's got three Mythos of Aluna. Okay. This is the yep. one that makes copies of random permanents. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun things I've done with this is copy my opponent's um, Teferi, the three mana Teferi. That was fun. I, I very much enjoyed that, and then returned it to the top to their hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four Revenge of Ravens for all those creature decks that are around right now. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, that creature's controller loses a life, and you gain a life. So then it's okay. got two, two Doom Scar, two Protection of the Hecma. What? Four. <laughs> it's from Amonkhet. It's four and a white. Uh, if a source and opponent controls would deal damage to you, prevent one of that damage. Okay. Two Marari Conjectures. Okay. Two Immortal Sons. And then a okay. bunch of land. Okay. So basically, you're just going to pillow fort yourself. And then eventually win by milling them out? <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to do that at all. That deck sounds... Everything you just said to me sounds terrible. It sounds like a it sounds like an Esper control deck without a win con in it. Yeah. That's <laughs> the way it out too. That is exactly what it sounds like. 
But I found it, and it looked fun, so I'm like, <laughs> No, you know it what? doesn't! No part of that sounds fun, Tony! Well, you're, you're, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I did play it for, like, an hour, but... <laughs> like, it's gotta be better than this. <laughs> but after going 0-8, I finally decided to stop playing it. I, none of that sounded fun, Tony. <laughs> What do you do against another control deck? How do you win against another control deck? It's not like they're going to have creatures and your Revenge of Ravens is going to work. I'm going to copy their woodcuts <laughs> <laughs> with the mythos of Aluna. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, going to do. That deck, every part of that deck sounds awful to me. No part of that deck sounds fun whatsoever, Tony. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, have any other th- have any other decks? No, nah, of course. I got plenty of other decks. Th- none of them worked, but um all right, here we go. This is Gruel deck. You'll love this deck, Tony. What for? Um explore. Okay. Four Llanowar elves, four pelt collector, two scavenging ooze. Four Burning Street Shaman. (laughs) (laughs) Any Voltage Uh, Storms in this deck? uh, (laughs) No, but there is Volcaic Brawler. Four Volcaic Brawler, four on... Voltaic Brawler? Voltaic Brawler. That's what I said. Is it? No, you said Volcaic. Voltaic Brawler. Volcanic Brawler? Voltaic Brawler. Four on Cop Crasher. Four Bone Crusher Giant. Four Gruel Spellbreaker. Spellbreaker. <laughs> One Collected Company. Three Questing Beast. Three Embercleave. This deck sounds familiar? Yeah, of course. This right? Is... This sounds... Right? This is a very common Gruel deck from a year ago. So, win rate. Playtime. 15 minutes. Ooh, that's it? Win rate. 40%. I went two and three with this deck. I went now. My win rate on the play? Zero. Wow. On the draw? 50%. Hmm. I went first and lost every time I went first, Tony. <laughs> every time I went first, I lost. That's pretty bad. Of course. The, wow. I don't think I realized this. The first game I played was against uh, Black Red. So, did they cat oven me to death? They meat hook massacred, Oni cult anviled me to death. The next game was against Mono Red, which I beat them. They were, uh, they played Thermo Alchemist, Viachino Pyromancer, and I managed to take them out. The game after that was against Mono Red again. They played two Viachino Pyromancers and a Bone Crusher Giant. That was it for that whole game. The game after that I played was against Mono Red. They played uh, Kamano Faces Kakazan, Robber of the Rich, Kerizev, Torbran, and Embercleave. Oh, you lost that one. Yeah, it was not winning. Oh, you, you lost that one for sure. And then my final game was against Mono Red. They played Kamano Faces Kakazan, two Fervent Champions, Rampaging Ferostodon, and Embercleave. This game I remember specifically... Nope, it was a different game that that, that, that happened. Um, yeah, no, they're, uh, they're Rampaging Frostodon and Embercleave just absolutely annihilated me. So I played five games. Four of them were against Mono Red. Yeah, and I won half right. of the Mono Red games and lost to the other one. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm good. Bye, deck. And just never looked at the deck again. But it's not like you said, this deck... This deck is from a couple years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's not much new in this deck. I certainly didn't have to craft a thing for this deck. That's always nice. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I know this. I feel this. I've played this deck before. And then it did absolutely nothing. Little blip right between 475 and 500 games was this. <laughs> Uh, you want a deck that can win on the play? I got one for you. Okay. What's a deck that can win on the play? 
88% on the play. Okay. 45% on the draw. It's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Big difference. So, um, it's got four Blizzard Brawl. Standard, by the way. Okay. One Snakeskin Veil, one Tameo's Safekeeping, one Inscription of Abundance, two Outland Liberator, two Ranger Class, three Tangled Florahedron, four Werewolf Pack Leader, four Jewel Thief. Who would have thought that the draft card, the draft all-star, would make it into standard, too? Jewel Thief? It's a great card. I'm not remotely remotely surprised that that made it into a standard deck. And it's one of the cards that I want to draw, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, four old growth troll. Honestly, there's a times when I'm like, ah, I think I'd rather just have the jewel thief than the old growth. <laughs> and one's a three three vigilance trample. The other's a four four trample. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Asika's chariot. Three Olvenwald oddity. Two invoke the ancients. And then the the big card in this deck is two unnatural growth. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So you're doubling the power and toughness of each creature. Mm-hmm. And when they're a uh, 3-3 uh, Vigilance Trample. Yeah, that's gross. Then it's a 6-6 for 3 mana. Mm-hmm. That can attack and block as 6-6. Mm-hmm. Um, deck was great for me. I went t- uh, only 12 and 7. Played that's, it for about 2 hours. but Yeah, that's not bad. At least it's a positive win, right? This is the one that got me from Platinum to Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I couldn't do that. Couldn't do that last season, and now I'm at the bot. Now I'm on gold. Yeah, I'm also in gold right now, but um, I'm gonna make mythic this season. I have. Yeah. To. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I I was disappointed in myself for uh, playing so poorly. I'm certainly not pointing and calling out my uh my uh shot to the stands. So no, I'm I'm hundred percent making. Mythic how do, right. how am I making all of these sports references today? How am I sporting so sportly today? That's what you are. You love it. You've been watching the Celtics and, you know, making their run to the, the finals. Are they really? I honestly did not realize that. Yeah, finals start on Thursday and they're in the they're in it. I honestly had no idea. I my wife is a huge basketball fan, so she's been watching all these games and I don't. So Yeah, I, I don't sport, so I don't watch any of it. On the party did on not even, Sunday. Did not even know it was basketball season. Had no idea it was basketball season. Well, it's the end of basketball season. Sure. I don't know when the seasons start. The only one I ever really paid attention to was football, but that's because I worked in a pizza place and I needed to. Makes sense. Football's my favorite. Yeah, I don't. Magic is my favorite. If you don't think magic is a sport, then Quidditch is my favorite sport. So, I'd like to thank you all for listening to the Filthy Decker. <laughs> uh, now, actually, are we ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, you can find the Filthy Net Deckers podcast on all social media. Follow us everywhere, please. Come on. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, anywhere else we are? I don't think so, though. I think that's about it. We're on Patreon. Ooh, we are on Patreon, but that's that's like four lines down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll said anywhere else are we? We're Patreon to somewhere else where you are, Tony. I'm just well, saying. That's true. You're right. You know. <laughs> you can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Um, Nate, should I even mention the Twitch anymore? I don't know. It's a good <laughs> question. Should you? <laughs> I, I've streamed twice in the past six months, so should you mention it? Yeah. Know. Okay, well, maybe he'll stream on Twitch. He's Darth Heretic MTG. You never know. Uh, next, we have patreon.com slash filthynetdeckers, the greatest place for you to support your favorite podcasters. Um, I can't thank every one of them enough who who donate to us. Uh, we're, I know we were supposed to have an Explorer tournament, but we failed at doing that. So yeah. we're going to schedule it for next month, probably, what would we say, like the 26th? Uh, let me look at the calendar. Yes, 26th. Okay. So we're, we want to do it on the 26th. we got to talk to Anik, the man, the myth, the legend. He is at Is Isla Kaplan. I don't remember how to say his, la- his last name. I think um, you probably said it wrong, but I don't know. No, no, it's not. It's Isla Kaplan. 
Uh, he's on Twitter. Follow him. Um, you can probably contact him on Facebook too. He'll he'll add you as a friend for sure. Um, but yeah, he, we'll talk to him and get this thing organized yeah, and ready. We'll to figure go. it out. We'll get it all going. Yeah, Patreon. If you're a patron, it's free, so you know you might as well. And if you're a patron, you get access to our Discord, where you get Ooh. to talk. You send us deck lists, and we'll be like, "Hey, look, we'll we'll play that deck." Mm-hmm. And like Matt is listening to us right now. He's listening to this whole episode. He like he's right always now. here every morning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's always here, in and out. He's probably out right now, or he would be commenting. That's normally how Matt does it. True, true, true. Uh, feel free to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. Even easier if you're a patron, because we have a decklist channel. You just pop it in there, and we'll check it out. And uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. We are done. We're saying bye, and so is Matt, because uh, Matt is still listening. So, obviously, he's <laughs> driving. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't yeah. Uh, text Definitely don't text and drive. We don't need that, Matt. No. <laughs> Thank all you right. all. Bye. Thanks. Bye.